As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research, including a new extra strength version of astaxanthin for immune, brain, and vision health. Astaxanthin 12 milligram extra strength. It's a naturally occurring carotenoid that plays an important role in cellular protection and healthy immune system responses. Astaxanthin has also been shown in clinical studies to promote normal cognitive function and may help to maintain a positive mood. In the eye, it helps to neutralize free radicals and manage eye strain due to computer usage. Astaxanthin 12 milligram extra strength is available at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's a weekend. It's an opportunity to listen to program that's going to provide you with the best of high-tech medicine, the best of natural therapies. We'll cover all the breakthroughs, and we invite you to take part. 877-726-8255, our number as usual. And you can call us this hour next with uh, questions or comments or experiences related to health. We'd love to hear from you. A big theme on this program, although not exclusively, will be exercise because, well, it's that time of the year where I'm doing a lot. Uh, the weather's great. Uh, I'm out there swimming and biking and running and spending some time in the gym and in the garage doing exercises. Yeah, there's no limits to what you can do if you're a little ingenious, kind of mix it up. And of course, lots of benefits to exercise. Exercise is beneficial for the heart, of course. Uh, up to a certain point, there are actually some interesting studies, we can talk a little bit about that, which suggests that very, very high-end exercise, like endurance athletes do, marathons, ultra-marathons, uh, Ironman triathlons, uh, may subject people to higher risk. But in general, exercise beneficial for the bones, beneficial for the muscles, staving off that inevitable process by which as you age, you develop frailty. Technical term for that is sarcopenia, the loss of lean muscle mass. Uh, exercise is one of the few ways we can fend that off. You can take all the protein in the world, but without exercise, your muscles will still deteriorate. And of course, there are the mood benefits of exercise for sure. 877-726-8255. There's even benefits of exercise for cancer survivors, uh, reducing their risk of recurrence. Uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, many uh, cancer foundations uh, have cancer walks, walks for recovery, because to some extent you can walk away from cancer. It also helps to support your immune system. And on and on it goes. All right, we've got a bunch of uh, questions lined up for today's program. 
that uh, come out of some recent studies. We're going to take a look at the weekend warrior phenomenon. Maybe this is your time to exercise, but you're busy during the week. You've got a long commute. You've got uh, family responsibilities, so you just can't get away. But uh, Saturday and Sunday, yeah, you're out there. You're running. You're biking. Uh, you're going to the gym, doing whatever. Is it inferior to an exercise program that is done on a consistent daily basis, say five or six days out of the week. Also, uh, we'll take a look at combo workouts, which should come first, resistance training or endurance training. We know that both are important, uh, lifting weights, uh, using your body weight uh, with exercises like Pilates or push-ups. Uh, this can help with uh, strength and muscle volume, but also there's endurance training, which is great for the circulatory system. So uh, if you're going to do a combo workout, which should come first, the resistance training in the weight room uh, or endurance training, uh, say, on the track or in the pool? 877-726-8255, our number. And I'm looking here at a very interesting article that came out just at the end of last year. Uh, it's from Oregon State University, and it's entitled Busting Muscle Myths. And it's a very good article because uh, co three common myths, they say, include, number one, muscle mass can only be gained by lifting heavy weights. And they cite the uh, ancient Greek myth of a guy who wanted to get strong, so he got a calf, like a little calf, and started lifting the calf over his shoulder. No big deal. But uh, the goal of the exercise program was to keep lifting the calf as the calf grew. And, of course, the calf grew into an enormously heavy steer. And this guy ultimately became the strongest guy in the world because progressively heavier weights increase strength and muscle volume. So is it really true that muscle mass can only be gained by lifting heavy weights? Let's say, yeah, maybe you have an injury. Maybe uh, you're just not able to lift those heavy weights. Um, you know, like in the ad in the gym, I pick things up and I put them down. Well, is it worthless? A second myth is what if you get injured or you get busy, some crisis happens in your life, and you take a layoff from exercise. Uh, one of our family members recently, he's uh, an avid cyclist, had a crash. You know, it's just like the Tour de France uh, cyclists. Uh, typically, cyclists uh, go over the handlebars if they're going fast, and they can break a hip. I did that once. Or uh, common injury, uh, breaking of the collarbone. So, with a broken collarbone, there's very little you can do for a while. You have to recover from that. And the concern is, will your muscles atrophy? Will you go back to stage one? Uh, will you have to start from scratch all over again? We'll take a look at that myth. Also, uh, is your exercise type determined genetically? They, there are two basic types of muscle fibers. There are the fast twitch fibers and the slow twitch fibers. And paradoxically, it's the fast twitch fibers that make you strong, and it's the slow twitch fibers that are great for running long distances and uh, are associated with muscle endurance. You know, long-term uh, bouts of exercise lasting more than a few minutes. 
So we'll take a look at uh, whether you're fated because of your genetic propensity to either fast twitch or slow twitch uh, fibers. They're actually genetic tests that can speak to that. Maybe you're, you know, auditioning your kid for a college athletic scholarship. You want to find out what sport your kid is suitable for. You can actually do tests to find out if they are more endowed with the fast twitch or slow twitch fibers. Should they become a, a shot putter uh, or a competitive uh, weightlifter? Or should they uh, engage in long distance endurance events because of their genetic endowment? All right. Little myth busting here. Um, muscle mass can only be gained by lifting heavy weights, true or false. Well, it turns out that indeed lifting heavy weights progressively uh, can improve strength. And it, it's actually the most efficient way to become a competitive weight lifter. And the object is to do uh, relatively few repetitions of very, very heavy weight to something called failure. But it turns out that you can get impressive gains in both volume and strength with high reps of relatively lower weights, weights that may be more suitable for you and less injurious. So they say the hypertrophic potential of training with lighter loads for increasing muscle mass could have implications for athletes recovering after injury when lifting very heavy loads is generally not recommended or feasible. They say challenging the commonly held belief of go big or go home with respect to weight training illustrates the need for deeper investigation, how muscle mass is regulated and how best to structure training regimes to optimize muscle hypertrophy and strength. All right, let's take a look at uh, another of the common myths a long layoff from exercise means starting from scratch. Well, you do have a deconditioning when you stop exercising. But there are a couple of factors. One is that exercise builds more muscle cells. And even though they may shrink, uh, there's a certain physiologic memory that your body has that's built in, which means you can tune up faster after you resume exercise and so a prolonged layoff is not necessarily disastrous. Doesn't mean you have lost years and years of conditioning and you can return to form relatively quickly. And finally, with respect to fast twitch, slow twitch muscles, it turns out there's, you know, it's not a binary thing. Either you're a fast twitch person or a slow twitch person suited for strength training uh, versus uh, long distance exertion. Uh, most people have a combination of these muscles, but it predominates uh, to some extent in individuals and it's genetically determined. But you can actually flip the switch on your fast twitch versus your slow twitch muscles based on the type of exercise you undergo. And yes, to some extent, your exercise potential is genetically determined. I'll never be a champion athlete. I, you know, maybe I didn't start early enough and maybe I'm just not genetically endowed. You know, typically you'll see sports dynasties of uh, the children and grandchildren of outstanding uh, quarterbacks and basketball players and hockey players who continue in the tradition of their very highly athletically endowed forebears. Maybe it's genetic, maybe it's cultural, maybe they spent more time training as kids because their dads 
were a great role model. Spent a lot of time with them on the home basketball court or on the football field. But you can uh, transcend your genetic fate by proper training regimens. But maybe accentuate, you know, maybe you got a liability and strength. You know, got to work on it, build it up, and you can actually overcome it. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. 877-726-8255 is our number. We welcome all manner of questions, but especially when it comes to exercise, I'm here at your disposal in the doctor's office. This is Intelligent Medicine. If you're suffering from a serious health challenge or just want to protect your good health, I want to tell you about Metatrol Fermented Wheat Germ Extract from American Biosciences. Imagine every cell in your body working at peak performance, achieving enhanced energy, quality of life, and optimal immune system performance. More than 50 research articles in peer-reviewed medical journals describe fermented wheat germ extracts remarkable health benefits in a wide range of serious health challenges. Metatrol is the most potent fermented wheat germ extract ever produced, and it's the only one that's gluten free. Just two Metatrol capsules daily supports your immune system, cellular health, and energy production. Rescue your mitochondrial function and optimize your energy with Metatrol fermented wheat germ extract. For more information and to order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com or call 800-422-5518. 800-422-5518. Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and get a 20% first-time discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R dot com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number if you want to get in on the conversation, got a question, got a comment, we're here and we invite you to come directly into the doctor's office and share a comment or pose a question. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about exercise later in the program as promised, but before we get to that, an important issue Forever chemicals, PFAS chemicals, that stands for perfluoroalkyl substances, uh, are in the crosshairs because we in the United States are lagging in our recognition that these pose a substantial hazard to humans. In February 2023, the European Chemicals Agency, which kind of like a division of the European version of the FDA published a proposal to further restrict the use of PFAS. And a decision, unfortunately, is not expected until 2025. But even if these substances are completely banned, they will remain in the environment for decades and potentially centuries, even millennia, because they're very, very resistant to breakdown. And 
there's a lot of concern about their potential to cause cancer, to cause reproductive anomalies and birth defects and all manner of harm. There's a new study using a very sensitive new technique that suggests that PFAS compounds also reduce the activity of immune cells. And this is particularly important because, you know, we noticed in the West uh, that there was a terrible toll of COVID. And maybe, just maybe, some of it had to do with the high prevalence of things that suppress our normal immunity. Uh, exposure to PFAS is known to cause liver damage, hormonal disorders, and lower birth weights. But there are some studies that suggest that Higher PFAS exposure reduces the immune response after a childhood vaccination. In other words, the vaccines don't take as well. And so the researchers looked at this in the laboratory. And what they found is that PFAS significantly reduces the activity of T cells, critical cells that help the body fend off infection. Immune cells previously exposed to PFAS showed significantly lower activity than untreated cells. This is particularly true of T-cells. The strongest effects occurred when all six different PFAS compounds were mixed. And there are literally hundreds of PFAS compounds now being used industrially in things like cosmetics, coated pans, outdoor clothing, fire retardants. And it turns out that um, PFAS reduced the activity of two out of five types of immune cells in particular. Uh, types of cells whose activity, if restricted, makes it much easier for pathogens to invade the body. And so, as president of the Alliance for Natural Health, website is anh-usa.org, we're conducting a campaign. We just revealed the presence using our own tests. We're citizen scientists that even kale, even organic kale, had very high levels of PFAS. Uh, we are creating a groundswell of grassroots support for a ban on PFAS chemicals. So join me at banpfas.org in filling out forms to send messages to Congress, the EPA, and the FDA, urging them to protect the public and ban PFAS for good. That's our ban PFAS campaign at anh-usa.org. You can go to banpfas.org to find out how you can get on board. This is a very, very important campaign, not just for us, but because these are forever chemicals for our children, our grandchildren, and future generations. We've got to get on the stick. We lag behind Europe, which is only belatedly recognizing the harms of these compounds and contemplating restrictions and outright bans. We got to get rid of him. 877-726-8255. Our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance. 
Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's probiotics' exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Go to www.essentialformulas.com for a retailer near you. That's essentialformulas.com. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. 877-726-8255, our number. And we'll be talking about exercise momentarily. If you're a weekend warrior, is that an exercise in futility? Excuse the pun. Because what you really need to be doing is consistent exercise throughout the week. Uh, your exercise efforts on Saturday and Sunday just kind of a waste of time. 877-726-8255. And that number available to you 24-7, 365. That means we've got some recorded calls. Let's hear one of them. I had uh, called up to make an appointment to do mammography. And when I had called them up, they asked me if I wanted to have the AI, the artificial intelligence uh, part of it, where I guess they help. it helps with the screening process. And that they said that they can um, see uh, a breast cancer like almost like five years in advance. And um, I'm not even sure. Uh, I like that idea, but I, I'd like to know what you think of the artificial intelligence with the um, with the mammography. Okay. Well, you know, that, that sounds like a little bit of an exaggerated claim that we can see a breast cancer five years in advance with artificial intelligence. But uh, let's look at, you know, what artificial intelligence can bring to the world of radiology. You know, uh, in the past, uh, radiologists, uh, you know, had to laboriously look at x-rays with their eyes and make judgment calls. And yes, they could use like uh, little magnifying glasses and hone in on certain areas. But basically their job was to, you know, carefully scan images with the human eye and make a judgment. Sometimes problems are obvious. 
Uh, sometimes problems, though, are subtle. There's a little bit of uh, shading or a lucency, which means like a bright spot. And what's the meaning of that? And then they come up with a report saying that there's this or that or the other thing, and they can't definitively diagnose something. They can just say, well, there's high suspicion for malignancy, uh, further tests are warranted. Or uh, low likelihood of malignancy, or maybe there's something suspicious. Let's come back and look at it again in six months to see if it's changed. Um, when it comes to mammograms, unfortunately, mammograms are not that accurate. And part of it is operator error, you know, because the, <laughs> the human brain uh, is only uh, so efficient in picking up anomalies and some of it is also related to the expertise of the operators. And some of it's related to operator fatigue. You know, I'm not sure I'd want to uh, get a mammogram done from somebody who has to review, uh, you know, 60 or 70 mammograms every day. You know, maybe that's a little too much. And maybe at the end of the day, uh, you know, they need a cup of coffee. So uh, with artificial intelligence, uh, what they do is they use machine learning to train the the machine and it's a computerized thing uh to discern patterns that are associated with high risk for cancer and in so doing well they haven't necessarily come up with a way of predicting breast cancer five years before it happens that's i think kind of an outlandish claim but what they've done is they've increased the efficiency of mammograms uh from about 80 percent to 90 percent now when we talk about efficiency, there's a couple of factors. One is what's called uh, sensitivity. In other words, the ability to pick up a cancer and not miss a cancer. So uh, when you get uh, a test that is very sensitive, you run the risk that you might pick up some false positives. In other words, they feel a little something. They say it might be cancer. You get a biopsy. It's uh, intrusive and it's worrisome. And it may just be all for naught. And then there's another issue with breast cancer, which is that for some women, early breast cancers uh, maybe just don't need to be aggressively treated. And the same thing we're seeing with prostate cancer. There's now this whole theory that we can do watchful waiting on certain low-grade prostate cancers that are small and that may not ultimately affect uh, the risk of dying of men, you know, and the treatment, the hazards of treatment outweigh the advantages, the slight advantages of maybe catching a cancer early. So uh, you got to weigh all that into the equation. Uh, I think that uh, AI is a great advance for radiologists, but uh, the problem lies with the imaging itself. The mammogram, you know, yields only a certain amount of information and you can slice it and dice it and machine learn it. Uh, but what we need are better tests that actually differentiate between areas of breast density that are suspicious, that are benign, and areas that are actually cancer. And I think in the future, what we'll have uh, are uh, mammograms and perhaps uh, blood tests uh, with the ability to light up cancer. 
you know, specifically and differentiated from normal tissue. I think that's the way that it's going. But it's going to take a while before these advances are accepted. And part of it's our medical legal system because, you know, a lot of lawsuits around uh, misreading of mammograms. And if they come up with a new technique, they're going to have to vet it very carefully. So it doesn't end up uh, in court that they sue the manufacturer or the, you know, the developer of the test uh, for uh, wrongful death. <laughs> because the test didn't pick up a cancer uh, when it showed up, you know. So it it's this this whole thing of you know cancer screening uh, potentially problematic with certain cancers. Yes, you're right. You can reveal sometimes something which is inconsequential, which should not even be treated. But at the, you know, if I were a woman and I were offered the opportunity to get an AI mammogram, I'd say, yeah, go for it. Let's you know, the more information, the better. 877-726-8255, our number. You know, as you know that, of course, from all that I've been talking about here on Intelligent Medicine about hemp-derived products and the revolution in cannabinoids, that I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep. It's a real breakthrough in herbal products, perhaps one of the biggest ones of the decade. Perhaps the century. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their Reserve Collection. It's a gummy. The Reserve Collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids. It's rich and bold. The Reserve Collection products elicit strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. So you get the very highest concentrations allowable by law. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's reserve collection of oils, soft gels, and now gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code, coupon, let's try that again, coupon code Hoffman30. It's such an astonishing deal that I can barely pronounce it. Use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection gummies. Something really that you ought to explore if you have problems with pain, sleep, anxiety. Uh, these can really make a difference. 877-726-8255, our number. And I promise to talk about... Um, the weekend warrior phenomenon. So it, it's been said, and you know, intuitively kind of makes sense because it's better to exercise consistently. I do so, but I have the luxury that I have a flexible schedule. Uh, I, you know, some mornings uh, I, I have to go to work, but generally my schedule accommodates a little bit of early morning exercise. Other days I'm off and I can embark on longer bouts of exercise. So it's all good. But for some people, that's just not feasible. I have long commutes. Uh, I walk to my office uh, from my apartment in Manhattan, so it, it's not a long commute. Uh, but then there's also family obligations that intrude. So uh, what's the deal with working out one or two days of the week versus a more evenly distributed uh, portioning of your physical activities? Okay, big study, nearly 90,000 individuals. They found that Increased activity, even when concentrated within one to two days each week, may be effective for improving cardiovascular risk profiles. So, you know, bottom line, something is better than nothing. 
is not futile if you want to be a high-end athlete. You know, maybe you're trying out for uh, the Tour de France. No, being a weekend warrior is not going to cut it. But for reducing your risk of cardiovascular disease, uh, you can achieve significant benefits with uh, one or two bouts of exercise over a weekend. And this study. All right. So a dilemma for some people. Let's say it's raining. All right. And you're planning a big bike ride, but the weather report says that it's going to clear up around 11. Uh, but you're kind of restless. So you say, okay, I'm going to uh, get in the garage and pump some iron, lift some weights uh, with my home gym. And then I'll, I'll do my, uh, my resistance exercise. Uh, or vice versa, vice versa. Uh, so uh, what they found is that the proper order uh, for doing this is if you uh, decide to do your resistance training uh, and then decide to do your strength training, it will actually get in the way of the, uh, it will will actually get in the way of your improvements. So let me be clear. Prior resistance training, in other words, the weightlifting that you do in your garage before, you know, while you're waiting for the rainstorm to abate, uh, will uh, impair the mitochondrial benefits that you get from your endurance training. Uh, Now, it doesn't mean it's worthless. I mean, you can do it, but if your goal is to improve your mitochondria, uh, you might not get the optimal results. So the proper order would be uh, do your endurance training, you know, take a run, and then, you know, maybe lift some weights afterwards. Now, what's going to happen is, no question, you will have decreased performance on the weight lift. You say, you know, run like a 5K before you get in the gym to pump iron. You will find that your maximum lift is going to be diminished. But in terms of the efficacy of that dual bout of exercise, uh, it's preferable uh, to do the endurance training before you do the resistance training with the weights. Okay. There you have it. <laughs> and, you know, uh, a perpetual question among uh, athletes, uh, people who are into exercise like yours truly, but Hey, if you want to mix it up, however you want to do it is never bad. It's never bad. Whatever opportunities you may have to undertake exercise. 877-726-8255 our number. And this is intelligent medicine. As you know by now, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation, Plus CBD Daily Balance 
THC-free. Daily Balance is a daily use supplement that provides the benefits of CBD without the concern of other cannabinoids like THC causing unwanted effects. Daily Balance contains the purest form of hemp-derived CBD in high concentrations to help you overcome intense challenges to mental and physical well-being. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Daily Balance THC-free line of oil, soft gels, and gummies. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you, 877-726-8255, our number. If you are listening to the news, uh, you may have heard of an incredible breakthrough in our fight against Alzheimer's disease. Uh, there's uh, a drug uh, which got approval, but it was actually against a lot of resistance by panelists at the National Institutes of Health. And there was a big outcry, even among conventional neurologists, saying that it shouldn't have been approved because it's minimally effective. It may reduce the progression of Alzheimer's disease by, I don't know, 20%. And that's always optimistic because uh, the studies always exaggerate the benefits. And then when it gets used by thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, uh, some of those benefits disappear. Uh, but a new drug... Uh, which is called Lecambi, uh, which was approved by the FDA two weeks ago. The medical industrial complex was celebrating its release and they're heaping praise on the drug because its initial clinical trial found that the drug slowed cognitive decline by 43% in men. But uh, there's some problems with this. Because there's a disparity between men and women. In women, the drug slowed cognitive decline by just 12%, at the same time exposing them to the drug's risk. There's a 13% risk of brain swelling, which is why you have, if you're on the drug, you have to get expensive MRIs a couple of times a year just to make sure you don't have that brain swelling. Uh, there was also a 70% increased risk of brain bleeding and about a 7% chance of an adverse event resulting in discontinuation of the drug. Now, Alzheimer's is a high-stakes thing. You may say these risks are worth undertaking, but uh, the trial included only 729 men and women. It's not clear how this is going to pan out. Uh, I have here, and this is kind of an in-the-weeds cost-effectiveness analysis. And it's based on what are called qualies, uh, which are associated with one year of a high quality of life. And they can estimate the qualies for a drug and figure out how much it costs to gain a quality. So not just to prevent death, because, you know, it's also about quality of life. So they use these models to determine the cost-benefit equation for some of these drugs, and the, the costs are just astronomical. Um, the annual price of uh, aducanumab is 28000 plus you need twice-yearly MRIs. Um, for donanumab, it's 28000 also with twice-yearly monitoring, and 
So what they came up with is that total healthcare sector and societal costs increased by 130,000 and 128,000 with aducanumab per year. Yeah. Uh, driven largely by drug, drug costs. Healthcare sector and societal uh, costs were, you know, for a course of therapy for this, were $981,000 per quality and $964,000 per quality with the other drug. Okay, you know, it's a lot of numbers, but the bottom line is they say, and this is even the Journal of the American Medical Association, which is very pro-drug, pro-medical intervention. They conclude these findings suggest that at current expected prices, neither aducanumab nor donanumab would be cost effective for early Alzheimer's disease in the U.S. Because it's just going to it's going to break our healthcare system. Meanwhile, uh, here's uh, a very stark finding. The National Institute of Health will spend three point six billion dollars this year on Alzheimer's research. Yet only two percent of the NIH funded Alzheimer's clinical trials are studying the role of food. In the face of a study, and I've, I've shared that study with you recently, a study in the journal Neurology uh, appeared a couple of months ago, found that Alzheimer's uh, plaques, uh, there was a 40% lower odds of having Alzheimer's-associated plaques in the brain for folks on a Mediterranean diet. Also, other studies suggest that chronic poor sleep may be contributing cause, uh, environmental toxins, uh, even the microbiome, Poor hearing may be a factor in the progression of dementia and loneliness and social isolation. Uh, those all have an impact. Uh, so, you know, we're going for high tech drug solutions for a problem that, you know, ultimately will be unsustainable for our society. And uh, this is far from the beginning of the end of Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> 